Dr. Nick Delgado here and Priscilla Husseri. We're here to talk to you about a very trending subject that you want to know about. Everyone is talking about intermediate fasting, they're talking about diets, they're not saying much about exercise, they're saying it all gets back to learning how to control your appetite and to basically select certain foods that balance out or reduce a hormone called insulin. Do you have some questions about that? I do. Uh, my first question is, at the end of a fast, does your insulin spike? Typically, insulin can spike because the longer you fast, depending on how many hours, the body starts to trying to figure out after it's used up its entire glucose storage of glycogen and circulating blood sugar, the body will then, instead of burning uh, fat, it'll release amino acids for glucose, but once it starts using the glucose, then it starts releasing fat. After about 24 hours, studies show that the body releases fat as kind of protection mechanism and the fat then desensitizes the insulin and that causes the insulin levels to go up because the insulin can't push the glucose into the cells and the insulin is going up to try and regulate what's going on during a prolonged fast. So fasting doesn't necessarily solve the problem, it tends to aggravate or worsen the problem the longer one fasts, particularly if it's a water fast. Okay. What's the next question? Next question, do carbs make insulin skyrocket? Yes and no. Simple carbohydrates, when the study was done by Dr. Fredrickson of the National Institute of Health, he did a study based on simple carbohydrates and the insulin went up, the glucose levels went up, but later studies by Dr. James Anderson, a world-renowned endocrinologist that were published and at the Pritikin Institute where I worked, we were able to prove that unprocessed whole food complex carbohydrates actually stabilize insulin, kept ideal blood sugar levels and even help diabetics to reverse diabetes within less than 30 days. So depends on the type of carbohydrate. Okay, next question. Is it true if you break your fast with the fat and a carb together, will you gain weight? Well, if you're breaking a fast with a fat and a carbohydrate, your body is still searching for glucose because it is the preferred source of energy of the red blood cells and of the brain. So it's gonna take the protein, break it down into glucose because it has that ability to do so. And the fat, it's not efficiently uh, digested, but there'll be some ketones that build up free fatty acids. The body will store a lot of the fat into the fat storage cells. And the reason I say that is there was a clinical study where they put people on uh, under 800 calories a day and they gave them basically all fat and protein and no glucose and they found that the fat went right to the fat storage cells based on the tracer studies and it wasn't efficiently burned so the body will always inefficiently burn fat mm -hmm. secondary it'll burn protein but most efficiently it'll burn glucose so what they're saying on these diet programs just eliminate the glucose because then it the body has no choice but to burn the fat, well, it's going to burn the, the protein before it burns the glucose, mm -hmm. and you don't want that. So that's why they're mm -hmm. trying to fit in a protein to burn that first. What you really want is a trickle of glucose in to burn the difference of fat as you stay on a six-month to a year program, depending on if you're trying to lose 20 to 30 to 50 pounds or more. 
and that's how you're going to get the, the weight off, particularly if you add exercise. What's your next question? Okay, so basically it's just a tie to the first question. Um, according to Thomas DeLauer, he says that if you break your fast with a fat or a carb, as long as you have a protein attached to it or with it, consumed with it, you will not gain weight. Like it kind of like throws off, um, like protein for some reason helps you not gain weight after fast fasting. Well, first off, that's a mythical statement. If you read the book Proteinaholics, you'll realize that most people eat far too much protein and that excess protein can only turn into fat. And so if you're breaking a fast, you're going without eating, you're starved, you're hungry, and you're eating, a, say, a protein, as you said, as he recommends, with, the, with a fat or with a carbohydrate. If, if, if the protein is with the fat, the protein is going to break it down into glucose and the person's going to feel okay. They're not necessarily going to get too big of a spike in insulin. If they're taking the protein with a the fat, then the body has essentially no other course but to burn the protein, which again turns into a type of glucose to, to efficiently burn the, uh, give fat, uh, that is uh, energy metabolism. So the best example I always give is the sumo wrestlers. They go most of the day without eating, they eat one big meal, and they do that on purpose so they can retain a lot of body fat because their insulin and their hormones are sensing that the body is going without food, and when the food comes in, it stores it as fat. You don't want to go and fast for hours and hours and hours and then eat, and it's particularly if you're so hungry, you may overeat and eat far beyond the calories you need. Yeah, it makes sense. But he's saying that if you starve yourself and then you eat as long as you eat with the protein, you're fine. Which That's not true. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's completely untrue. Uh, the regulation of insulin, which is what his concern is, that somehow you're going to spike insulin based on those old inappropriately cited studies where they were using simple carbohydrates. Again, simple carbohydrates could spike insulin. But when you use complex carbohydrates and you then focus on the high water content, high fiber complex carbohydrates, which essentially are fruits and vegetables, which have a range of calorie of 20 calories to 60 calories. If you eat large quantities, as much as your body needs without being overeating and without being hungry, each day you can burn a certain amount of fat every day and every month you can burn additional fat week after week, month after month, and reach your goal weight. So it really gets down to timing the meals, not necessarily eating three meals a day or one meal a day or fasting or six meals a day. It's learning to eat according to when you feel a little weak or empty and eating just enough to satisfy you without overeating that amount of food. Mm -hmm. okay? Makes sense. Okay, any other questions? Um, no, that pretty much sums it up. Okay, <laughs> Dr. Nick Delgado and Priscilla Husseri. Tune in to our next segment and we'll continue to answer questions that are coming to us at our award-winning podcast. You can look us up at nickdelgado.com, which links right to our podcast that's heard both on iTunes and SoundCloud. And also, you can tune in to our YouTube channel, which you'll see this at youtube.com forward slash Delgado video. There is an icon at nickdelgado.com on YouTube if you want to get the YouTube connection. And as I mentioned, we have the podcast as well. And our blogs are written up with the show notes. 
share this and please uh, if you have any comments we'll share your question at the next segment and we'll mention you and you can get a special gift one of our products we'll choose for you we'll select out of each series of questions each week thank you